Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Choose Strong podcast. I'm your host, Sally McRae. Thank you so much for joining me today. I want to let you know that no, Eddie is not on this episode, but he will be on the next episode. Yes, I have um, been so encouraged by the many kind uh, comments and messages. Um, I know Eddie has as well, where you guys have said how much you enjoy having him on the podcast. And, um, and I do too. Uh, But there are times where while Eddie is working and doing all the other things that he manages um, for our business, where I'm able to hop in the podcast studio and get out these these episodes where I tackle, you know, one topic. And um, some of these topics are things that I'm very passionate about. Um, They're topics that I have been speaking about for many, many years. And so they're near and dear to my heart. You know, when I have a chance, I love just to get in here and and share with you guys. So we're going to have Eddie back on the show next week. Uh, We have a fun episode. If you have seen, gosh, I, I put this on my Instagram just like five days ago, but I asked you for your questions. I said, ask me anything. And I got over 500 questions uh, that came in pretty quickly. So Eddie and I are going to sift through those, categorize them, and we'll probably end up just doing the the top questions. Of course, we're not going to do a whole episode of 500 questions, but um, we are going to have a great conversation next week, one that I'm really looking forward to. So thank you so much for being a part of the community. First and foremost, that is something I always like to say at the beginning of every episode. If you are brand new to the Choose Strong uh, community, I just want to welcome you with open arms. It's the strongest community around, and our tagline is strong love, strong mind, strong body. I think I said that in the in the backwards order, but yes, those three things encompass what we like to talk about on this podcast. So although I am a professional runner and we do tell a lot of stories about running, my goal is to always encourage you right where you are in your life, no matter what it is that you are focusing on, whatever goals you are working toward, or just whatever season you are in life. Um, I like to use running as the metaphor, but my great hope is that every time you listen to a podcast, that you would walk away feeling a little bit more encouraged, strengthened, and hopefully a little more thoughtful about the steps that you're taking in your life. So I have something for everyone, whether uh, you're in in high school or just in the later stages in your life, I really hope that um, that you will find some encouragement in today's episode, which is actually part of a, a two-part series called The Mental Game. And today's topic is the three things destroying your mental game. Now, before we jump in that, I do want to give a shout to everyone that is in the Sally McRae Strength app. Now, this is the top way that you can support the show and really all of the work that Eddie and I do. Um, I will have the link here in the um, in the notes for this podcast. If you would like to support us, that's the best way that you can. You can also pick up my book, 
Choose Strong. Um, and you can find that on barnesandnoble.com, on amazon.com, and, and lots of other places. And we so appreciate any review you leave on Amazon. If you have read that book, thank you so much. So those are the two ways that this show is supported. And we just want to say thank you so much for being a part of the community and supporting the work that we do. So let's go ahead and dive in to today's episode. I'm really excited about this. I love always talking about the mental game. I really believe that our minds um, are so powerful and they help us uh, make decisions on a daily basis. They help us as we're pursuing our goals, as we are in relationships, uh, career, while we're out racing. Uh, The mind is a very powerful tool and it should be exercised regularly. I also believe that um, your mind is something that you need to be evaluating. Uh, You need to give yourself time to think thoughtfully about your life and and even why you think the way you do. Um, Look at the patterns in your thought process. I think this is also really powerful, and um, we'll be talking a little bit about that today. But if you are used to always thinking one way, uh, whether, let's say, for example, in a negative situation, you're going to have the same outcomes over and over. And so um, if you haven't listened to episode one of this series, it's it's the mental game. You can go back, I think, three or four episodes, but um, that'll be the first one. Make sure you listen to that one. And then this is the second part. What I'm going to share with you today um, are not only tools you can use in racing, but most importantly in your life, which is always my greatest hope for you. Structured recreational activities and races are great ways to practice for real life situations. And your real life situations, those are what truly matter. Your real everyday life. So take mental notes today. If you're at home or at the office, I encourage you to jot down the points that stick out to you. Ultimately, your time with me today is valuable. And I want you to learn, grow, or take something you can meditate on. And hopefully, you'll find encouragement throughout today's episode. So let's go ahead and begin with the first factor, destroying your mental game, and that is fear. Now, when I talk about fear, I'm talking about the paralyzing kind, not the kind that's rooted in respect. And if you have read my book, I actually spend some time talking about this because I say that there is fear that I take with me anytime I go into the mountains, and that's the kind that's rooted in respect. So I have full respect for the fact that at any time something can go wrong out on the mountain, especially if I'm out there by myself. And because of that fear, because of that respect, I pack everything that I'm going to need if I have to end up spending the night on the mountain. So I have um, enough calories, enough fluid um, with me at all times where if I'm stuck somewhere, I'm going to be able to take care of myself. I've got a jacket. I got headlamps. I got backup battery. I have a whistle, gloves. I mean, you name it. I carry all that stuff in the mountains with me. Even if I think that I'm only going out for a three or four hour run, I know that anything is possible on the mountain. And I I know that out of respect, out of gr- having so much experience in the mountains, I know that anything can change and nobody plans to get injured. Nobody plans, you know, for 
for bad things to happen. Um, or no one expects that. I'm sorry. No one expects that stuff, but it's good to plan for it just in case. And I don't mean that in a pessimistic way. My mind is not focused on all the negatives that go out, but I pack for it and I move on. And I know that um, I'm more confident as I move in the mountains because I have what I need should trouble arise. And so that's one type of fear. And fear, the kind that's rooted in respect, is important for us just in our everyday lives. So you may have grown up in a home where you were raised to be afraid of everything. You know, maybe you had overly cautious parents who were paranoid about everything. Naturally, it rubbed off on you. Maybe you are operating in fear because you were raised to be afraid. And some of this could have been well-meaning and necessary. You know, we don't play in the street because you could get hit by a car. We don't jump off the second story of a house into a pool because we might miss. Okay, yes, true story. Not me, but a friend of mine. We don't touch a boiling pot on the stove because we'll get burned. Okay, all these things are understood. But if you were raised in such a way that all your attempts at something new or adventurous would result in injury or pain, that might affect you today. Maybe you are raised to be perfect and pleasing at all times. And when you failed or you made a human error, you were punished, humiliated, looked down upon, or worst of all, loved less. Fear is one of the most powerful negative reasons people don't try in the first place. The fear of failure, discomfort, and rejection is so great, we'd rather stay in the safety zone than feel what we felt in our past. Now, I want to ask you something. What was or what were the most horrible outcomes to your trying something or pursuing something in the past? Now, I want to share with you one of my personal experiences, and I have many I have many moments in my life where I, I feared failure, discomfort, rejection, and so on and so forth. And in this example, I believe this is actually a, a pretty mild example in comparison to the other things I, I could be sharing. But when I was in college, I wanted to be an RA, which is a resident assistant. Now, a resident assistant, they were basically the leader in the dorm on, on a particular floor. But it was a really fun role, and you also got paid for it. It, it was a job. You planned events. You created community. You were someone that everyone on the floor would go to if they uh, were working through maybe a, a tough decision, or if there was any troubles on the floor, you would go to the RA, and the RA was like the mediator. In my mind, I thought I would make a great leader for our dorm floor. I thought it was the perfect role for me. And so I tried out. And the way that you tried out or, um, let's see, applied for this position, you actually had to undergo several different activities and you were evaluated. So you had an audience of evaluators, all of whom were um, RAs themselves, and then, of course, um, RDs as well, so resident directors. And they would watch you perform these tasks in groups. So you're really well aware that you were being evaluated, being evaluated publicly. And, and you also knew every other person 
that was applying for the same position as, as you. So there were several floors on campus and several positions that were open. And so I knew everyone that was applying and everyone knew that I was applying. And at the end of all of it, I was told that I didn't exhibit leadership qualities. I wasn't a good fit. And I was heartbroken. I wasn't all, all only heartbroken. I was, for whatever reason, I was embarrassed. You know, here I had really pumped myself up. This is the perfect role for me. I think I'd make a great leader. And looking back, it, you know, it was a minor role, but at the time I really wanted this position and I believed I was capable. I believed I was qualified. And I really thought that I would make a great leader for our floor. Now I'll admit, I spent the rest of that college year with a little lump in my throat because my pride had taken a hit in front of all my peers. And I knew all the other kids who became an RA, and I thought, what do they have that I don't? The worst was feeling like I failed, you know, feeling like I wasn't good enough, feeling like the other 30 or so kids all knew I wasn't good enough either. Now, since then, I have held many positions of leadership, and I would be lying if I also didn't share that because I didn't get that RA position, I went on to study about what it took to be a good leader. And wow, was that humbling. You see, that failure actually was turned around into something that fueled my interest, fueled my intention to become a good leader. I was told I didn't, I didn't have those qualities, that I wasn't a good fit. And instead of sitting in that for the rest of my life, I thought, well, why don't I study and learn how I can be a good leader? You can take your fear and turn it into an opportunity to grow and be better. But it starts with you. Facing your fears takes courage, and it takes letting go of the reasons you're afraid. I've shared many times about my intense fear of the dark, something that began as a child and continued into my 30s. I cried the first time I ran on the trails in the dark. It was a very scary time for me. But I knew that the only way to get over it was to do it again and again. I had to get over the feelings. I had to go over the beliefs, all these things that had paralyzed me for so long in the dark. I had to face those things. It wasn't just the act of doing it. I had to revisit my mind. Why am I so afraid of the dark? What are all the thoughts and the feelings that, that swarm me every single time I step into a dark place? And I had to face those things. And I'll tell you what, I, I wouldn't be able to continue on with an ultra career had I not done that. I mean, I can't tell you how often I have to run in the dark now, especially now doing these uh, 200 mile races. I'm running in the dark for multiple days. But that fear is something that was very real to me that I had to face in order to get where I am today. So I'd love to ask you this question. What is it that you are truly fearing? And what thoughts and feelings accompany that? What are the things that, that hold you back when you, when you envision maybe a goal that you have for yourself or something that you want to go after? What fears are immediately tacked onto that? For those of you afraid of failure and humiliation, I want to come alongside you as your friend and say, I'm sorry, 
you have been lied to. Failure does not devalue who you are. Failure means you tried. And sadly, many people live their entire life in fear, having never tried at all. But not you. It's never too late to try. And I encourage you, fail and then fail again and then fail again. After a while, you'll see failure is just a part of the process. Failure is a part of every legend you admire. The heroes that come to your mind, like you, they failed too. Let's move on to number two. Number two is distraction. You already know this one, but let me break it down for you. Distraction is not merely your phone and social media and Netflix. Distraction can be your past and being so consumed by the things you regret or the things that bring you shame that they consume your thoughts, your mood, and how you approach decisions. My friend, the past is done. It's time to put your focus forward. If you need to forgive, forgive and move forward. If you need to let go, let go and focus forward. I see this in races all the time. A runner will make a poor decision or something out of their control happens to them, and this is, this is common too, and they can't get over it. They hang on to it. They obsess over it. And then they throw in the towel because they can't focus forward. Yes, you forget your nutrition, your headlamp, or your jacket, so you had to slow down or borrow, or you had to be without it for a couple hours, but you can still keep going. But if we can't see that, and if we don't believe it, we distract ourselves with the past and stumble forward, eventually losing sight of the goal. In our everyday life, distraction can be a massive enemy to achieving anything to our full potential. So I want to ask you this question. How often do you sit in silence? And and. Your silence could be like going for that early morning walk or a hike. You know, I, I know we can experience silence in different ways. For some people, it's really hard to actually like sit in a chair um, silent. My favorite way to be quiet is in movement. It's no music, very early in the morning, either a run or a walk. I have friends that love to go for early morning drives, you know, getting up super early in the morning, rolling down the windows, no distraction, and just being able to think. And to follow up on that, when do you remove all noise and all voices and allow yourself to think or meditate, pray, anything to ponder your steps and questions? When, when do you do that? Your, your questions in life, even if it's just for five, 10 minutes a day, I challenge you to do this. Your life deserves your focus. That finish line needs your focus. Eliminate the distractions. And finally, moving on to number three, discouragement. Discouragement is another powerful negative force that keeps people from trying, from believing, and from living out their full potential. Discouraged people are also difficult to be around. Do you know what I mean? I mean, how often is it that you've been around someone who is discouraged and you yourself have also felt discouraged or you just feel down. Discouragement comes from a place of shame, resentment, bitterness, or regret from something that was done to them or a choice made by them. 
We can be discouraged in a race, remembering how a bad race went in the past. I experienced this at Tahoe. I'll tell you what, when my race started to really spiral downward, and this was early on, this was like within the first 40, 50 miles of the race. And then by the time I was at the 100K mark, only 60 miles in, I was very discouraged. One of the reasons why I was so discouraged is because I had experienced such a difficult time at Cocodona. Um, I've, I've shared about that race in the past. There's a YouTube movie on it called Every Step Forward if you want to check that out. But hands down, it had experienced a pretty intense physical pain uh, for most of that race. And in my mind, after that race had finished, my focus was forward. My focus was I'm going to be better than I was last time. My focus was how can I turn this around and learn from Cocodona and make Tahoe 200 an amazing race. I want to race Tahoe. I'm going to be fit. I'm going to be strong. This is going to be amazing. So I was hopeful. I was um, encouraged about the lessons that I had learned from Cocodona, and I was going to apply them in this race. When things started to not go my way, I questioned myself, oh no, this is like Cocodona 2.0. You have to be kidding me. I was very discouraged and I was negative and I continued to question myself. And so much of that was based on what happened in a previous race. And this is very easy to do just even in our everyday life. We can experience this even in relationships. As soon as a relationship starts to maybe have a dead point or um, is, is filled with arguing or it's just kind of like a stale rough patch, you start to think about past relationships or all the negative things um, that could possibly happen. And it's very easy to be discouraged when we think we're picking up on patterns. But the reality is, is that we have control of our discouragement. The only reason why I was able to change that race halfway through, and I, I told myself, this is not, this is not the race I want. I actually still want to race. I want to get on that podium. I want to write a different story. I had to make that decision. You have the opportunity in the midst of your discouragement to change the story to change your perspective. You know why? Because it's your life and no one can live it for you. No one can think for you. No, no one is experiencing and feeling 100% what you are, but you have the power to change that. Take control and write a better chapter. Write a better outcome, a better ending. Don't let discouragement imprison your mind. Whatever it is that you're feeling, whether it's it's something that was done to you or a decision that you made, whether it's in life or in a race, you get to change that. You get to let go of whatever it was. You get to write a better story. You have to face what's discouraging you head on. You have to deal with it in order to move on. You know, when I was, and this is using a, a race example, when I was in the middle of that discouragement and coming out of it, when I started um, changing my perspective, I had to come to terms and be truthful with myself why I was feeling what I was feeling. I knew that I was thinking about Cocodona too much. I was feeling a lot of the same feelings I had at Cocodona. My feet hurt pretty bad, but, I, but they weren't as bad 
as, as Cocodona. I literally had to tell myself that. Yeah, they're definitely not nearly as bad as Cocodona. Yes, I'm sick. My body doesn't feel great. But the thing is, is I've been moving forward this entire time. So that means there is something in me. There is strength in me. You know, I don't have any broken bones. I'm not puking up blood. I have an opportunity to rewrite this story. I have an opportunity to change my perspective, change my mindset. And I'll tell you what, that's really what is so powerful in this entire series, both uh, in, in the first episode and this episode, is understanding that your mind is so powerful and you get to change the perspective, but you can't do that unless you first are truthful with yourself, that you take the time to be quiet and thoughtful about the steps that you're taking in your life. Meditate on what it is that, that you're doing day in and day out. I think the, the distraction that I had talked about um, before is so powerful. I mean, think about just this past week, the past seven days of your life, how quickly those days go by. How easy it is to fill the quiet spaces, whether it's it's tasks around the house, uh, with social gatherings, with with training, just work in general. And I'm not saying those things are negative, but it is important that you carve out time in your day. And and this might mean where you're getting up earlier each day. I mean, this is one of the most powerful changes I know in my life was when I started getting up earlier. And I know that's not easy for everyone. I know some of you are working the graveyard shift. So your your 24 hours just looks different. Um, so you just got to find that within your 24 hours, right? But I think for me, what worked personally for me was learning how to get up early in the morning. And it is still never easy. I still want to stay in bed. And having those quiet moments to think, to pray, to walk and just meditate on what am I doing with my life? What are the steps that, I'm, that I am taking? What's important in my life? If I say that my family is so important or um, that my training is important, that my job is important or this relationship is important, and then I look at where I'm spending most of my time, where I'm giving most of my effort and my energy, does it actually look like what I am saying is important to me? Do those things align? Um, do, they, do they match up? And sometimes we need to be truthful and, and considerate of ourselves and just how we're living in order to move forward in the best way that we can, in order to grow, in order to overcome. You know, we talked about three powerful things today that can destroy your mental game. And I hope that within all of this, that you also found some encouragement. Because I'll tell you what, fear, discouragement, distraction— these are all real things in my life too. I'm not a, a, a pro in these areas. These are things that I will always work on in my own personal life because seasons change. And there's a lot of events in store for me ahead that, that I know uh, that I'll have to tackle. There could be some things ahead that are, are scarier than anything I've ever experienced in my life. I could have seasons in my life that are so hard that I'm actually looking for distractions because I don't want to face them. I understand all these things. I think this is part of being a human. But when we start to understand how these things play a role in our mental game and in our everyday life, that's where we can start to take control. 
take back your mind and take back your life, take back the perspective that you need to have in order to move forward, in order to try. I'll tell you what, uh, when I was talking about failure earlier, man, that is so powerful. I talk to people every single day that don't think much of themselves because they think that all the things that happened in the past or that they haven't amounted to anything up in, in, in their life at this point, or they failed so many times that that's just the life meant for them. And it's just not true. And so I want to end this podcast by encouraging you today, take some time for yourself, be thoughtful of your steps and choose strong, choose the strong mindset and know that this whole community exists to encourage you and to remind you to believe in yourself. Thank you so much for joining me today. I hope that wherever you are in your journey, that you would understand and see the strength inside you because it's there and it's great. Thank you for being here. Keep choosing strong. Mm-hmm.